Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Bryn Wise, and you are listening to the Grace Mama Grace podcast. I am a mom who struggles with mom guilt, and I am working tirelessly to overcome it. It is my mission to help you remember that you are enough, exactly the way you are. You are the mother your children need, and you are perfect as a mother just because you love your kids. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so, so super stoked to be back with you today. And today I brought on somebody that I met on Instagram. Her username is Brittany, the happy mom. And I started following her and was just instantly drawn to her message, to her joy, to her presence to everything that she is all about. And as I kind of stalked her Instagram page, I was like, um, girlfriend, I want you on my podcast because I love your vibe. I love your message. I love the overall joy that you radiate on, on your social media page. And I feel like there's just this message sometimes that motherhood is hard. And is that true? Absolutely. But is there also joy in motherhood? Yes. Yes, there is. And she, her Instagram bio says, I help you find your true self, peace, joy, and have a happy mom brain. You are meant to bloom. And I just love that. I love that so much. She has three little boys, ages one, three, and four. Our kids are the same ages, but she's got the cute boy mom thing going on here. Um, She started this blog in January, so it's only been about six months, but she's just really radiating this, this message, and I love that. So I wanted to bring her on and share her message with you. So without further ado, my beautiful friends, I'm so excited to bring on my friend, Brittany. Welcome, welcome, my gorgeous friend. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So excited. Kate, let's get into it. Tell us all the things. So I have seven points for finding joy in your motherhood to talk about today. Um, And honestly, going into it, just mindset is everything. Um, a lot of what I found is that we can view motherhood as this really hard, overwhelming time in our lives. We can tell ourselves that this is just the way it is and we're trying to survive it. Or we can take the time to find all the wonderful things around us. We can take time to set ourselves up in ways that is going to bring peace and joy into our lives so that we can enjoy being moms. Because I know all of us who became moms, we didn't do it, you know, to be doing dishes and picking up toys all day long. We did it so that we can enjoy being that comforting mother figure in their lives. And how much comfort are we really putting out when all we feel in our life in our moment is chaos? Mm-hmm. Mic drop right there. Holy cow. <laughs> like just that was like worth it right there. <laughs> it's got to be in the way you look at it. And if you're looking for all the negatives, that's all you're going to find. So my number one point is to see the good. And we do this with practicing gratitude, not just 
out of habit once a day, not just when we journal, but practicing gratitude all day long. Every moment you get, practice gratitude for it. Um, like one of, one of my go-to ways of not feeling totally overwhelmed in my motherhood and not feeling, like not letting things like resentment come in, just feeling like I'm the only one doing stuff and everything is chaos. Uh, <clears throat> I use gratitude to counteract that in moments like when the kids are being a lot and they are being very loud and I feel like I need a break from them. I'll take that quick break and I will practice gratitude for them. And I will just list out everything I love about my kids, everything I'm grateful about for being their mom and remind myself they're going through their own stuff. I'm going through my own stuff. They're not trying to make me go crazy. There's so many good things about them and it's taking the time to remind yourself that, you know, they are amazing little humans, even when they are making constant messes and breaking dishes and they won't listen. Reminding yourself that they're awesome and not letting, you know, their childlike behavior drive a wedge between your relationship is super important to maintaining a positive mindset in your motherhood. So that is one of the ways I like to practice gratitude is when I feel not so grateful about someone or something. Mm -hmm. And if I could just interject there for one, I love that. And I have never, I know one of the common practices that we have in our house is like when the overall vibe is just like grump, like I, everybody hates it and they like totally roll their eyes at me and I'm like, okay, let's stop what's 10, what are 10 things you're grateful for? And like, we all take turns because it's literally impossible to feel like blessed and stressed at the exact same time. Right. And sometimes like one, two, three things, it, it'll help, but it's not like, it's not truly going to get you into that state of gratitude. So I really try to like 10, 10 things. So by the time we're all done, we're going to have said 40 things that we're grateful for. Cause my one-year-old, you know, can't quite tell me quite yet, but we do give her a turn. We're like, okay, Ellie, what are you grateful for? And she's like, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> so, but I love like in those moments of not just thinking what you're grateful for as a whole, but like, why am I specifically grateful for them? And I love that idea. So one, thank you for that. Two thought that I had, I remember seeing there was like a big wave of gratitude in November. Um, the prophet of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints challenged those of us who are members of that church to just express gratitude every day for a week i think it was like around around um thanksgiving christmas time and i remember seeing one of my friends post like okay all y'all who are members of this church i'm going to unfollow you for the next week because i am so sick and tired of seeing all the things you're grateful for because you guys are being so I don't even remember what words she used, but you're being so insensitive basically to all the rest of us who are going through hard things. And I, I didn't say anything. I didn't comment on her post because I didn't, I didn't like, I feel like people who are in that headspace, you can never say the right thing. They're just going to see everything you say as a, as an attack, as a whatever. So I just didn't say anything, but I, I thought about it a lot. And, um, and it really, I feel like that there was a moment in 2020 
where I was so freaking stressed and overwhelmed and scared and just everything was just heavy and hard. And I, I didn't even want to touch my phone like, <laughs> to find out something else that was bad or hard or scary. And it was like, exactly like you said, it was so hard to show up and be the best mom that I could be because I didn't feel like myself. I was just like scared and anxious and worried and mad and angry and afraid and like all these things. Right. And then I listened to a devotional, a conference talk all about the power of gratitude. And it was like in March. So hello, thank you. Heaven send. Right. But so I was like, okay, even through all this pandemic craziness, through all this unknown, that is one thing that I can absolutely control. I can write down 10 things that I'm grateful for every single morning. And like you said, practice gratitude throughout my whole day always. And just see those little moments. And does that mean that, you know, COVID didn't affect me and my family? No. Does that mean that everything is bliss and sunshine and rainbows around here? No. Does that mean that we were immune from hard things? No. It just meant that what, what I was focused on was not the negative, the bad, the terrible. It was the, okay, yes, those things exist. But when I choose to focus on the good, it makes the good get better. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, right. There's been so much research into gratitude too, and how that works. Like, you know, there's a lot of people who believe the law of attraction where you think something and your brain is like a magnet and it brings more to you. And I think also it's like when you buy a new car and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere you go, Mm -hmm. it's because what you look for is what you're going to find. And if you're looking for things to be grateful for, if you're looking for all the blessings around you, that's what your brain is going to start seeing all the time. A hundred percent. So, and then leading into my second point is seek the good. So we have see the good with gratitude and seek the good and be intentional with putting things in your life that are going to bring you peace and joy. Being intentional. I like to look at it like a big umbrella kind of. And I sit down and think like, what is your life goal? Like, what's your purpose? What do you want to be remembered for at the end? Like, what kind of a life, what do you want your life to look like? And set up your intentions from there. So for me, when I first sat down with this exercise, the person I wanted to be did not line up with who I was every day. I wanted to be someone who is known for sharing a light and being loving to everybody. And at the time that that's what I wanted out of my life, but I'd never sat down and said it. I was not living in a way that was going to lead me to that. I didn't have a positive outlook on life. I was looking at the negative things. I was plagued by negative thoughts. Um, like I was super depressed. Like I was full of darkness. There was not light for me to share. Um, I did a lot of like trying to numb emotions because I didn't want to feel pain. And therefore I was not putting out love into the world at all because I was bottling everything in. So seeing that my everyday was not leading me to where I wanted to go showed me that I had to make a daily change to get me to my life goal 
of being a loving person. That's what I want to be remembered for. Um, so putting that intention, starting with your life goal, thinking that's who I want to be. So how do I lead my days to become that? That's being intentional and putting your intention into all your other decisions. Saying, if I'm going to pursue this, does it lead me where I really want to go? Um, and so question for you with mm -hmm. especially knowing that you come from a place of like depression plagued by negative thoughts all the things that you said i feel like sometimes when we're in that zone it just feels so deep so dark and you just like i don't even know how to get out of it so i mean it's one thing to say like you know seek the good be intentional with like where you want to go but like what good things did you put in your life like specifically to get out of that hole specifically um i think it really boiled down to like three main things which are three of my points today actually okay perfect great minds think um, alike <laughs> right but like the top three was practicing the gratitude adding in positive targeted affirmations for myself that tell me the opposite of what my, my mind was trying to tell me, um, like speaking truth into you uh, until you rewire your brain to believe it. And self-care in a way that was helpful for overcoming my depressive habits. So when I'm in a depressive episode, there's things like personal hygiene that just don't matter to you anymore. You don't wanna eat good. You don't wanna move intentionally. So for me, all of my self-care is counteracting those habits that always coincide with the depressive episode for me. Um, so that is just being super intentional with my self-care and the affirmations I'm using. I love that. Well, and how simple is that to like recognize, okay, when I'm in that depressed state, the first things to go are, I don't get ready for the day. Mm -hmm. I don't move my body in any way shape or form and i eat like garbage right and those things are so simple to not do and mm -hmm. side, they're also so simple to do like and right. I, I just took a shower i like it feels so good to feel clean you know and like right. saved and like all those things right and it really doesn't even take that long to to do those things you know right um, <clears throat> i love it okay oh all right so a third point is self-care, or I'd say that's kind of an umbrella term for also soul care. Both of those are important. I feel like when we say self-care, a lot of times our brain goes to thinking like bubble baths and spa days and, you know, getting my nails done or my hair done. Uh, those definitely are self-care, but it is not limited to your physical self. Self-care is also like what's putting, what are you putting into your body? What kind of things are you eating? Um, it's what are you putting out of your body? Like what kind of thoughts am I letting myself think? Um, so, I mean, a lot of that would be soul care. Like, you know, if you're a Bible believer, are you spending time in your Bible, like nurturing your spiritual side? That is self-care. Um, like self-care is not just all about you. And I feel like we kind of get that in our head sometimes thinking when we hear self-care, like, oh, I don't need that. Um, I have other people to worry about. Um, you know, and like the best analogy you always hear is, you know, is your cup full? Cause you have to pour into other cups, but yeah, self-care. Mm. 
it's oh it's important and it's so much bigger than what it sounds like and so many things are encompassed into your self-care that I think we don't want to think about as being self-care sometimes mm-hmm. and she's like are you drinking enough water today that's self-care like these are the important ways to make sure that you're still around to take care of those children that you care so much about yeah and are you getting enough sleep. I I feel like so many times too, as moms, it's like, well, you know, I I've got a newborn, so I just, I'm just not going to get good sleep. And there's a huge difference between like, I got my booty in bed at 8 PM and I woke up at 6 P or 6 AM and I had to wake up 400 times in the middle of the night, but at least Mm -hmm. I literally blocked out like 10 hours (laughs) where my body was supposed to be in bed so that all those little interruptions, at least I, you know, got six hours of sleep all told or whatever. And then there's this other side that's like, well, I'm going to get crappy sleep anyways, because I've got a newborn. So I'll stay up until midnight watching Mm -hmm. Netflix set my alarm for 6am, but my kids are going to wake up 400 times. So maybe all told I'm going to get four hours of sleep. Right. Right. And like, that is not, that's not self-care, right? Like self-care is even just, are you letting yourself get sleep, you know, or are you taking a nap when your baby takes a nap or are you, Mm -hmm. you know, right. And you mentioned like, sometimes you might want to stay up really late watching TV And then I think sometimes we try to justify that as self-care because it's like, oh, that's my only alone time. This is the only time I get to like not be a mom and do anything. But I think we have to be mindful and intentional about what kind of self-care we're choosing because choosing sleep was a bigger impact for your life. Like sleep is definitely something more that we need than staying up late watching TV. That's not intentional self-care to stay up late just for the sake of it's my only me time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And like, at least for me personally, my definition of self-care is if I do it now in this moment, are there going to be blessings for doing it down the road? It's because to me, like, it's not really truly self-care. If it's just like, I'm feeling lazy, I'm going to do what feels good right now in the moment, but I'm going to pay for mm-hmm. it. Later. Like to me, that's right. not, that's not self-care. That's I don't know what that is, but it's not self-care. So to me, to me, self-care is the stuff that's like, you know what, this is going to have to wait, but I'm going to take a nap or, you know what, this is going to have to wait, but I'm going to take a bubble bath. You know what, this is going to have to wait, but down the road, are there Mm -hmm. blessings for the things that I did do to take care of myself versus I gave in and I just got Taco Bell at 10 o'clock at night and I called it self-care, but really I'm going to be paying for that. Right. Or I stayed up until two o'clock in the morning watching this show called it self-care, but in the morning when my kids need me, I'm going to be paying for that. Right. Like that's, Mm -hmm. yeah. So fourth point we, so far we've got, see the good, seek the good self-care and also surviving in your bad days. So with my history of depression, my bad days tend to be very mental, um, tends to be when something goes wrong and I start dwelling on all the negative thinking that can be happening. Um, I saw something go wrong and then I kept thinking, what else can go wrong? And I just dwell on that. And that is the negative thinking. And a lot of times those things all lead into believing that I'm not good enough. That's a bad day for me is when at the end of the day or even in the middle of the day, sometimes I just don't feel good about who I am and I don't feel like I'm enough. To me, that's a bad day. 
And to survive those bad days, that's where my affirmations come in. And I will target exactly what's going on in my head and think, you know, so most of the time I'm thinking I'm not good enough when I have these negative thoughts. So obvious answer, my affirmation is I am enough. And then I'll go on and think about, you know, practicing gratitude in myself about how am I enough? What am I doing right? Let's think about all the good things that are happening and counteract these lies that say I'm not enough. The lies that say I'm not a good mom. Because if you take the time to worry about whether or not you're a good mom, you are a good mom. Because bad moms don't care. Mm-hmm. That's just end of story right there. Micro, um, yeah. <laughs> like, and really, truly, there's uh, so many, so many amazing thoughts. But there's an episode that I did earlier called um, Grace When You Feel Like You're Not Enough with Brad Bizjack. And that one what he's the only guy I've had so far on this podcast, but he's a mindset coach and mentor. And he walked, that's a huge thing for me too. Like just that, that feeling of never enoughness. Right. And the tips he gave in that podcast and implementing them in my life have massively helped. And one of the huge points that I can just leave with you now, like one, I encourage you to go listen to that listeners, if you haven't yet, or if it's been a minute and you're still struggling with those thoughts, go revisit it. It's there for you. But one of the habits that I've really started to implement that he shared was at the end of the day, one, write down, what did you do today? Cause I think it's so, 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 so easy to end the day. And like, you still just have this massively long to-do list. Right. And you're just like, okay, well, I feel like I was busy all day, but what did I actually accomplish? Cause look at all this crap I still have to do. Right. So one, what did you do? I brushed my teeth. I made my bed. I fed my kids three meals today. I kept all of my children alive. I actually brushed my hair today. I made my husband dinner. I gave my, you know, like you can literally find all the little things. What did you do? Right. And then the second thing is who did you bless? And really being like, oh, I blessed my kids. I, I recorded a podcast episode today. So I blessed my listeners. I, I blessed my husband today. I brought dinner to a friend. So I, you know, I blessed them. I said a prayer for this person because they're going through a hard time. So I blessed them, you know, and just who did I add value to today? Right. And then the third thing is celebrating. Who are you? I am loving. I am kind. I am I'm trying really hard to be present and intentional and patient, you know, like, and just ending the day with those three things, what did you do? Who did you help? And who are you? Man alive. It has been like so transformative to just like, (sighs) yeah, even though there was bad moments today, like look at who I am, look at what I did and look at who I helped. And it's, it's, I've slept a lot better, (laughs) you know? So yeah. That is good stuff. I got to start. That's those are really good reflective questions. Right. Oh, I like that. Um, one time when I was feeling like I just wasn't getting anything done, I did list down everything I did, but it wasn't at the end of the day. It was as I went through the day mm-hmm. and I put timestamps next to things. And oh my gosh, it was like two pages front and back. This is when I think I had all three still in diapers and like bottle feeding and breastfeeding at the same time. Um, so like probably a year ago when my youngest was still a baby baby. Um, but oh man, I it showed me, I didn't get a lot done around the house. There wasn't a lot visible that you could see, 
but you're busy all day. That's why you're tired. We're moms. Like we're not sitting around not doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the things you, the things you're doing aren't making a visible change around you. And when you forget everything you've done, it's really easy to tell yourself, I'm not doing enough. Um, but yeah, I found that I spent like nine hours on parenting tasks, like with the changing diapers and the feeding children and the cleaning up after them specifically. I was like, that's more than a full-time job that I'm spending on these kids. And when you go to a job at work and then you come home, you don't still see the change you made at work. You just know the time you spent. Mm-hmm. So that was a big eye-opener to be like, yeah, I, I spend a full-time job parenting alone. I'm just not doing it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, okay, last thing I'll say about this. And then I really feel like we can do your fifth point, which, cause these are beautiful, but there is a book called Essentialism by Greg McCown. I don't really know how to say his last name. It's like M-C-K-E-O-W-N or something like that. It's amazing. And basically the whole book is about what actually matters, right? Like what is essential and letting everything else that feels so heavy and so hard go and, and really truly nailing down what has to happen. And so even just like the example that is for me, cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, man alive, it is so hard to get all of my kids out the door on time. Right. And we're like constantly, whatever, but I really, really want to get better at that. I really, really want to be on time to things and, and not just on time. I want to be early to things and I want to be able to drive and play music in the car and not be stressed that X, Y, Z kid isn't listening. And now I'm in freak out panic mode and whatever. Right. So this book essentialism really helped me to what's actually important to get out the door. Like, would it be nice if my house was clean before we left so that we could return to a clean home? Yeah, that would be nice. Would it be awesome if every single one of my kids looked absolutely beautiful and like Pinterest worthy? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Would it be awesome if I was also pretty fabulous looking and all of our clothes were clean and the diaper bag was fully stocked with diapers and wipes and snacks and I have my water bottle with me and I didn't forget anything and I'm not sweaty because I was washing, right? Like, yeah, that would be really nice. But at the end of the day, like, what do I actually need to get out the door? I need myself, my children, we all need shoes and I need my keys and my license and my, you know, money. If I, if I need money, wherever we're going, like really that's it. And we can go and look hammered. We can go and forget our snacks and pick something up somewhere. We can go and forget our diapers and pick some up somewhere or borrow some from a friend. We can go with a messy house and you know what I mean? Like, and so really, truly just like reflecting on what is essential? Like what must happen and doing those things first and then, okay, cool. Well, we did that. Now what's the next most essential thing and doing that and, and then actually being early to stuff instead of being Mm -hmm. constantly late and frustrated and T-Rex mom. Right. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) I know. I think we all have, it's fine. And I would love to say I'm perfect at it now, but I'm not, but it's something I think about all the time. Like what actually matters? Like, could we leave right now? If we, if we needed to, yes, we could. Do we all have shoes on? Yep. Okay. Then let everything else go. So we've talked, see the good with our gratitude, seek the good 
by being intentional, self and soul care, surviving your bad days with affirmations. And we're going to also be striving for excellence. Um, and this doesn't mean being overly productive and getting a whole ton of stuff done every single day. Because the way I define excellence isn't, you know, doing everything all of the time all by myself. My idea of excellence is being who I'm meant to be and being the best version that I can be today. Um, so with striving for excellence, I focus on reflecting often to take notice of the things that are working for me and the things that aren't working for me so that we can let go of the things that are not working anymore. So, I mean, we are creatures of habit and we develop so many habits that I think we don't pay attention to. And the habits are formed because at one season of your life, that's what worked for you. But life is always changing. Your seasons are always changing. So taking time to reflect and reevaluate what habits you're, you're keeping is super important because otherwise you have this habit and it's just something you always do and you're using your time and your energy on this. Um, but your season changed and you might not realize you don't actually need to be doing that anymore. Maybe your time and energy could be better spent somewhere else that you feel super stressed about in your home or you know, with your family. So a lot of this, like with the habits, it comes down to for me, like with my, uh, with like routines around the house or habits of different things I do for my own self-care. You might realize, oh, well, I'm taking time to do this one thing every day, but it's really not serving me and helping me anymore. And I, I could probably use that time and energy somewhere that I really feel lacking in. Mm -hmm. or, or could I even delegate it? You know, does it still need to be done, but does it have to be done by me? Or could mm -hmm. someone else like even grocery shopping, right? Like, does it absolutely have to be done by me? Or can my husband go to the grocery store on his way home from work? You know, because that would relieve a lot of stress and pressure from me from trying to take all three of my littles to the grocery store with me. Or can I do grocery delivery or grocery pickup or whatever, right? Like, are there things that are on our plate that either aren't serving us anymore that we can completely get rid of or two that we can just delegate it to someone else, right? Oh, yeah. So I love, I love habits and I love everything that you shared. Um, one of my favorite books, hello, you guys know me, I'm a reader. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. And um, this part like slapped me like across the face. And I was like, ooh, that is so good. So I'm gonna read this quote, never miss twice. And he's referring to like, when you're trying to create healthy habits and better habits and good habits, right? Never miss twice. I can't be perfect, but I can avoid a second lapse. The first mistake is never the one that ruins you. It's the spiral of repeated mistakes that follows. Missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. This is a distinguishing feature between winners and losers. Anyone can have a bad performance, a bad workout, or a bad day at work. But when successful people fail, they rebound quickly. The breaking of a habit doesn't matter if the reclaiming of it is fast. Too often we fall into an all or nothing cycle with our habits. The problem is not slipping up. The problem is thinking that if you can't do something perfectly, you shouldn't do it at all. 
lost days hurt you more than successful days help you. And I was like, oh my gosh, right? Like that is so good. And how true is that when anytime we're trying to create a new habit, right? And it's okay to have a bad day. Like he says, a bad day, a bad week, or not a bad week, a bad workout, a bad performance, a bad day. But if we can rebound quickly and like, you know what? Today was a bad day. And I'm going to forgive myself, give myself grace, haha, <laughs> grace, mama grace, right? And then tomorrow I'm going to try again. And I'm not going to let this turn into this spiral of like, well, it must not be for me. I must not be meant to work out because I have little kids and I just can't make it work because today was absolutely terrible, right? What if I try again tomorrow? What if I give myself a, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of flexibility that it doesn't have to be perfect, right? <clears throat> Whatever the case may be. So Anyways, I just wanted to share that because I think sometimes we expect a little too much of ourselves and we need to just Absolutely. give yourself grace. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I've recently actually written a post about lowering your expectations and how that has been a big source of my joy is lowering my expectations for myself and realizing, well, if I put someone else if, you know, my sister stepped in to be mom for a day in my position, what would I expect her to do? How would I expect her to handle the day? Like, why am I expecting myself to hold it all together? Mm -hmm. Like, no, everything's not going to go perfect for anyone. So why am I expecting it all to go perfect and right for myself? Mm -hmm. So we talked, see the good, seek the good, self-care, surviving your bad days, striving for personal excellence and set yourself up to win is my point number six. Um, the way I set myself up to win every day is with planning. I rely very much on using my daily planner and keeping track of everything that's going on up in my head. Um, I love being able to write it all out and not have the thoughts and all the to-do lists and everything swimming around in my head and to know that decisions are already made for the big stuff, um, like planning for meal planning and all this. Like if I know that I don't have to stress about what's for dinner later, that relieves so much stress in my day. That makes room for peace. and makes room for finding joy in all the little things because all my energy is not being spent on everything that's going to happen later in the day. Have you ever heard the analogy? It's that concept of like, there was a teacher giving a lecture, right? And he was standing at the front of the room with this giant jar, right? And he like put some huge rocks in the jar. And he asked the class like, is it full? And they were like, yeah. And he was like, no, it's not full, watch this. And then he like pours pebbles into the jar, right? And then he asks the class, is it full? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, watch this. And he pours sand into the jar, right? And then he asked the class like, is it full? And they were like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, no, watch this. And he pours water into the jar, right? And, and then he's like, is it full? And they're like, yes. And he's like, okay, yes, it is, it is full this time what's the point of this, right? And someone in the class raises their hand and says, no matter what you're doing in your life, you can always fit more in. And he was like, no, <laughs> that is not the point at all. The point is, if you don't put the big rocks in first, 
you'll never be able to fit them in later. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the reasons that I preach time blocking and planning and planners too, is one, like you said, like freeing up that mental space to create room in your brain for everything else that you want and to do like creatively, mm-hmm. playfully having that time for self-care, soul care, rest, all the other things we're talking about because it's a big rock, right? Like, and when you put in those things, like this needs to happen at this time, this needs to happen at this time, this needs to happen at this time. And oh my gosh, look at all this white space we still have to rest and play and create and whatever, right? But all the things that mattered, mm-hmm. they were, they were there. They're a big rock. Oh Yeah. Okay. My last point is silencing distractions because we only have, I mean, I believe we have enough time. We have enough energy, but it is still limited. You only have so many hours in a day and you only have so much energy that you're going to have in a day. So I think that we have to protect our energy and take time to notice the things that are taking your time and your joy, the things that don't need to happen and start limiting those or start taking care of them right away. Um, I recently started seeing distractions all around me and noticing things that are distractions that I never thought were before. See, to me, like I don't keep a clean house all the time, but there are some things uh, like when kids, you know, tiny children tend to drop their snacks on the floor. They like to leave garbage in the corners and things or spoons and bowls on the floor. And when I walk past that, I've realized that's, that's a distraction for me. And to me, it's, it's protecting my energy of how am I going to focus on this? Am I going to take care of it right now? So I never think about it again, or is what I'm doing right now more important than that? And do I need to just silence the distraction in my head and stop caring about it? How important is this thing that is distracting me? Is it more important than what I'm doing or is it something that I need to, you know, do I need to take care of it now or do I need to forget about it? Uh, I love that. I think that's huge. Yeah. And then you have the major time wasting distractions that we all in our modern society tend to struggle with, with, you know, scrolling on our phones because, you know, you and I both, we have to use social media for work, but you know, like there's sometimes where it's important to be on my phone. And there's other times where I realize, well, being on my phone right now is not more important than everything around me because now I'm just mindlessly scrolling and I'm not, I'm not even taking in, you know, helpful information anymore. I'm not actually engaging with anything I'm seeing. I'm just filling my brain with content. Mm-hmm. And that's when I put it down. I'm like, what am I doing? That's a distraction. Let's go, you know, idle hands. Let's go do something else. And when I choose to put down the phone and I realize, wow, I have so much free time sitting here. Am I going to play with my kids? Am I going to go do a chore that's been bothering me? Uh, am I just going to move on to the next part of my day? Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's yes. And honestly, this is one of my favorite topics is silencing distractions too. And I actually, <laughs> people think I'm crazy, but I've gone so far with silencing my distractions that I literally don't even get notifications for text messages anymore. I I have turned off all of my, all of my social media notifications, all of my email notifications, all of my 
even text messages. I still check my texts daily, but I do it when I want to. I do it when I have time to. I do it when my kids are playing together versus like, oh, I just got a a text on my phone. I got to check it right now because this person needs my response. And then I just feel like, what am I, what am I showing my children? Like I have an Apple watch and I mainly love to use it for tracking my workouts and tracking my heart rate and tracking how many miles I went, if I went running or whatever, like I, I like, I like that, but I don't like it buzzing at me all day long because this happened and this is happening and this is happening. And like, just, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to get like Tourette's and ADHD and all the things all at the same time, right? Could like stop vibrating, right? But when I, okay, I've got time, I'm going to go check my texts. And then it's a, like for me, my big rocks, like I was talking about earlier, this time from like, for me personally, like seven to 9 a.m., like it is time to be with my kids. And are there a lot of things happening that I could engage with? Is there a lot of stuff going on on social media? Is there a lot of stuff going on in my message threads on like Facebook or Instagram or whatever? Yes, there is. But that's also the time that my kids need 400 breakfasts and they're trying to get dressed and I need to get their hair done and whatever. Maybe we have to leave for school soon or maybe they have a play date soon or maybe a friend is coming over soon or whatever. Like that is always like crazy crunch time. And so that is not a time where I want to be getting text messages and notifications on my phone. And so I just ignore them. And guess what? I'm not that important that if I don't see it immediately, the world is going to implode on itself. Like, is there chance that there's going to be an emergency? Absolutely. And that's why I still have my phone calls are still a notification that I, I get, you know, I hear it if people call. But text messages, most of the time people don't text you in an emergency. They call you, right? right? And so like, I'm not, I'm not that important that I need to respond to every message every single second that it comes right in. So people get after me all the time. Like people that I'm even close to that they're like, oh yeah, you like totally commented on something in the family thread like six hours after it happened. And I'm like, sorry, I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter. I got the update. It's okay. Like I wanted to comment about it because it's pretty rad and you moved on and I'm moving on and it's fine. Right. So the world didn't die because I didn't respond immediately, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like all my notifications turned off and Mm -hmm. to me, it's just the habit of picking it up all the time because it's Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's got to go somewhere else. I have to set it somewhere that I'll remember where it is. (laughs) <laughs> I always have my ringer turned off so it won't make any noise ever. Uh-huh. I know. That's another reason I love my Apple watch is because I can ping it because I'm totally mm-hmm. guilty of that too. Like, where did it go? <laughs> oh, that's funny. No. Yeah, totally, totally accurate. And honestly, that's an, a challenge that I want to extend to all of our listeners out there. Like if you're at that point in your day where you like, you don't need it or you don't want it you already did the stuff that was important. I really, truly challenge you to leave it in the opposite floor of wherever you are. Uh, Like if you have two levels or whatever, or like across the house, leave it in your bedroom charging or something like literally intentionally, purposefully leave it again, like Brittany said, where you can find it again. But when you make it that like extra step of okay, if I want it, I really like, I have to go all the way across the house or I have to go all the way upstairs to get it. It makes 
me a lot more conscious and aware of like, do I actually really need it right now? No, I don't. I just like, am in that habitual, like, oh, I should grab it because it's right there, you know? Yeah. So I love it. Okay. So any final thoughts that you want to leave with us before we close out? Um, oh yes. I gave lots of information here. Um, all of these things to do all of your day can get really overwhelming almost to think about, oh, I'm doing so many things. I have, um, I call it my daily joy planner and it's just a principle daily planner that I've made. And if you go on my Instagram and my link tree, you can download that for free. Um, just cause it is, it's so good to keep track of all these things, making sure that you're putting gratitude in your day and using an affirmation and taking time to reflect. And I put space for all of those things on this daily joy planner. And that is just a free resource that I have. And yeah, you can find it on my website or on my Instagram in my link tree, the daily joy planner. And just in case, I know I said it earlier, but sometimes like there's a million ways to spell Brittany, right? So it's oh. E-R-I- T-T-N-I underscore the happy mom. That's her Instagram account. So B-R-I-T-T-N-I underscore the happy mom. So you can find her. You can click that link tree, find that. I know I'm going to go download it and take a look at it. So thank you for sharing that with us. That's rad. So good. So good. Okay. Well, my beautiful listeners, I'm going to repeat them one more time for you because I loved all of those points. See the good seek the good, practice self-care and soul care. You can survive your bad days. You've done it before hundred percent. So you can keep going my friends with affirmations and all the things that bring you joy, strive for excellence, set yourself up to win and silence those distractions. Cool. Okay. All right. My beautiful friends. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brittany, for being here with us. You guys are amazing and I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace.